how you express yourself in a way that gives you confidence and pleases you. No matter what you do in life, you can always learn and you can always learn more. It's so hydrating for my under eye area and it really has done so much. Hi, I'm Laure Sejean, a former HR director turned into a pro makeup artist and a beauty editor. In this podcast, I want to share another way of looking at beauty from the outside and from the inside, from people who create beauty trends to people who help us feel better within our body, from sharing my experience with some beauty products to digging into new ingredients. Welcome to Beauty S'il vous plaît. I'm so happy to have you in my first episode of Beauty S'il vous plaît podcast. And I'm thrilled that you've started a podcast because I think you are absolutely perfect for this. Thank you so much. Um, so um, we're going to spend some time today. Um, and, uh, and the reason why I wanted to have you as my first guest for this podcast is because for me, you're a real beauty guru, the beauty queen, you know, everything inside out, you know, in terms of beauty. And you've inspired me like so much. And you've been supporting me since day one, nearly day one, because we've been knowing each other like now probably for three or four years now. Yeah, probably. Right. Oh my gosh, time's flying. Yeah, I know. And we met at an event uh, in ITP. I mean, I was following you on Instagram, actually. And uh, one of the events, you were in the room and I just turned, I was like, oh, hi, Lauren. I think that I'm following you. Maybe we are following each other on Instagram. Say, oh, yes. What's your name? That? Oh, yeah, I'm Law. Yes. In the, and this is how basically, you know, we, I, I don't know. I, I don't no, know if you remember it. I actually don't remember that. I feel like I, you just suddenly appeared in my life. Like you just were this cloud of makeup smoke <laughs> and you were there, a smoky eye. And I you just, I guess we must have just become instant friends because yeah. I actually don't, I can't even remember. But to be fair, I have no idea what I had for dinner last night. Okay. So. <laughs> so I'll excuse you for that. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, um... Uh, so Lorraine, so you're beauty editor for Cosmo. Yes, I am. And uh, you've been blogging as well for five, seven years. Yeah, probably about right? that. Right. Oh. Yes. Um, and um, so I think that the first question that I want to ask you, and even for my listeners to better know you, is if you can introduce yourself, maybe in one minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my name is Lauren O'Connell, and I am a beauty or the beauty editor, I should say, for Cosmopolitan Middle East Magazine. I have a background in the sciences. I have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering with a concentration in biomechanics. I also have a master's of science in nursing, and I have a certificate in broadcast journalism. So I've been a little bit all over the place, but they kind of tie together because I just love beauty and I've always loved beauty products. I've always wanted to be in the beauty industry. I just happen to come from a family that believes strongly in the sciences and working in the sciences. So little by little, I kind of found my way back to, I think, what I was always meant to be or be doing, and that is beauty editing and other little dabbles, I guess I would say, in the beauty industry. What beauty means to you? 
I think beauty is a form of self-expression and it's creativity. And I mean, beauty could be a woman who wears no makeup at all and just has nice skin or beautiful eyes, or it could be someone who's completely done up with the highlighter and the contour. I believe beauty is anything really. It's just, um, how you, how you express yourself in a way that gives you confidence and pleases you. With your background, like the first background and all the, um, uh, the studies that you have done that has, I mean, it's completely out of beauty. What brought you to, to beauty? What brought you to quitting, you know, what you studied for and to start your blog and when and how? So when I was in university, I was very young. I started in university actually quite young. I was in school early and beyond. I would always just buy magazines and read them. I just loved it. So I had started after, let me back this up a bit. I had graduated from a bachelor's and a master's degree in things I didn't really want to do. And it just so happened that my husband got a job in Dubai and he said, what do you think? And I said, let's go for it. I'm always up for an adventure. But sorry, but were you working before coming to Dubai? No, I had literally just graduated with my master's degree. Okay. So I was pregnant. <laughs> I was newly pregnant and I had just graduated with a master's in nursing. I was planning on going on to become a nurse anesthetist, which is kind of like an anesthesiologist. Yeah. And I figured, okay, well, we'll just go to Dubai. I'll work as a nurse for a couple of years. We'll go back and I'll go back to school then and finish my degree. And when I was in Dubai, it just turned into a lot more than two years. And I had just always been the friend that knew all the makeup products because I bought them all. Yeah. And that was my fun thing. I remember when Sephora opened up in Dubai, how liberating that felt. <laughs> so I, one of my girlfriends one day said to me, why don't you just start an Instagram um, account with just like your beauty expertise and knowledge? So I did. And it was really silly back then. I barely, I mean, it was, I didn't take it that seriously. It was just sort of like a little fun way to express myself But more people started following me and eventually I just decided to dive headfirst into it. And I'm always extra about everything I do. So of course I opened up a website. I made sure I went to all the celebrity makeup master classes and I just started building a bit of a reputation for myself. And I really infused a lot of skincare knowledge into my content a few years later. And that comes from my science degree. And my love of science, because I do love science. And I just started building this, I don't even know what you call it, this kind of entity. <laughs> and it was became its own little ecosystem, I guess. But I started using um, more videos in my content, lots of different ways to put knowledge out there. I started a YouTube channel, which I um, have now 11,000 subscribers on. Wow, that's and, amazing. <laughs> and I... I then approached Cosmo because I happened to know the brand new editor in chief. And I said to her, I know everything about skincare ingredients and Cosmo needs this. And she said, you're right. And so I just started writing for Cosmo. I remember, um, from, you know, what you, what you said. Um, so before telling you what I remember, I want to ask you, do you remember what was the first beauty product that you bought? Oh my gosh, when I was young? Yeah. So when I was young, I said to my mom, when can I start wearing makeup? 
there was a lot of pressure where I was from about wearing makeup to school. This was in seventh grade. And my mom let me wear everything but eye makeup. And she took me to this store. It was called Expect Discounts. It doesn't exist anymore. It was like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was a super cheap store that had just tons of different things, but they did have a dedicated beauty section. Mm -hmm. And my mom bought me a ton of makeup. And I loved Bonnie Bell. Do you remember Bonnie Bell? No, I think it's more like a, a US brand. Thing. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you would have loved it back in the day. They had like uh, different scented lip glosses yeah. and lipsticks. And I remember they had like a cafe au lait and I yeah. felt so, I felt so French. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my, there was another brand called Corn Silk. And that was huge in the 90s. Do you remember that brand? No. No, okay. <laughs> it's and really it was, US. <laughs> it's super US. And it it was so, looking back on it, it was so heavily fragranced, mm. but I thought that was a great thing mm -hmm. at the time. I also had tons of CoverGirl. Like we always had those little compacts, the makeup compacts with a little yeah. um, sponge. And then in class, you'd apply it and think you were just like so grown up yeah. or Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman type thing. Um, so I would say my initial brands or my first products were always, um, drugstore brands heavy on the U S cause obviously I'm from the U S and, um, just like the staples like CoverGirl, L'Oreal, Maybelline. And I started even back then I would tell the other kids what to buy. I knew which ones were the good ones. So you were already doing, doing like an influencer. Yeah. Before it was a thing, I was like an OG influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so back to what you were saying um, on, um, yeah, on the fact that uh, when you arrived in Dubai, you mm -hmm. wanted to do um, to go to all the masterclasses of all celebrities, and uh, and one thing that I'm super proud of you, I'm super happy for you. Either one of the pieces that you wrote and one of the interviews that you did a um, few weeks ago mm -hmm. is about uh, Mario, makeup by mm -hmm. Mario. Yes. And uh, I remember maybe he came to Dubai the first time, I think, with Kim Kardashian, mm -hmm. like five or six years ago. Yeah. Probably. I, yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember that you went to his masterclass. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was like, so, I mean, when you told me, I was so jealous because I couldn't <laughs> go at the time. But um, how, how, how was it? So what's really funny about Makeup by Mario, his name is Mario Dadanovic. And I went to his makeup masterclass. I think it was four years ago. It may have been three. No, it was four. I uh, think it longer was than this because yeah, it was quite a while yeah. ago. But I, my birthday gift that year was a ticket to his masterclass. Wow! And then it just so happened this past year on my birthday, October 29th, I actually went to go interview him for Cosmo. Yes, indeed, so it was on your birthday. It, yeah, yes. so it was very serendipitous. And um, the thing about me is. I always take things to like the next level. It's mm. just, I just can't help myself. And I have this wonderful way of just making things bigger. Mm -hmm. I always do. So I met him for the interview. And then of course I got his email and then I followed up and now we're in touch. And he's actually going to be one of our um, guest judges for our Cosmo Influencer and Beauty Awards coming up. Wow. Yeah. So I love to um, message him and get quotes from him for Cosmo. His brand's coming out here this year. I can't wait. I'm dying to try like any product that, you know, he has yeah. uh, created because I think it's, I mean, when you see the look that he created on Kim mm -hmm. and other celebrities, it's all like, super, I mean, it's stunning, it's flawless, it, it 
it goes just like perfectly and yeah. uh yeah he's he's an artist first i think yeah and he just he also really understands like textures and what women want and there's there's so much depth within what he does so um but yeah when you first went to his master class mm -hmm. like five or six years ago long time ago mm -hmm. <laughs> did you have in mind or did you picture yourself that one day you would interview him and being like in front of him is that something that you manifested i think i said i think <laughs> i think so so i have this vision of where i'm going to be and i know i will get there and sometimes what i leave open is how it happens to me mm -hmm. so I knew back then sitting in that masterclass that someday there would be something bigger that I would end up doing and maybe elements of that would be infused into it because I know I can achieve anything I want to do. Yeah. And um, I have a lot of drive. I have a lot of focus. And I think I just have this natural kind of charisma that helps to draw people in and people realize how genuine I am to what I do. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I knew that eventually something bigger would come of it. I have no idea how, and still it's, it's still going to get much bigger, mm. but um, I'm proud of myself for that. And I think it was really cool that it happened on my birthday. You know, those, however many years apart it was, it's kind of like the universe winking at me. Exactly. And yeah. I think it's such a beautiful reward yeah. for all the effort that, you know, you have put yeah. like all those years before. And I remember like you worked so hard. I know that when you created your YouTube channel, I know that you were posting like every single day for at least six months. It yeah. was such a hard work. Yeah. I also took a master class. Like I'm all about, I'm yeah. always, I always feel too that no matter what you do in life, you can always learn and you can always learn more. So when I decided to start a YouTube channel, I went to the top YouTube, I don't know what you call them, guru or um, teacher in the US. And I took a, a private master class with him over like a series of three months. Amazing. To learn how to make my channel. And I could take it again because there's always more to learn. Mm -hmm. But um, that really helped me to elevate my content that I was putting on there. And it worked. You know, that's something that <clears throat> you're seeing and that I strongly believe in is that when you want to grow or when you want to achieve one of your objectives to surround yourself by the best. Yeah, exactly. And to get the knowledge as well, you know, from the best, from a way or another, either a private class or master mm -hmm. online masterclasses, you know, that you can find online. Me being a makeup artist, this is what I'm doing. Uh, I might not, you know, being able to meet with all the best makeup artists in the world, but there are so many content available online. And I'm not talking about YouTube or Instagram, but really like masterclasses mm -hmm. that they are, um, um, yeah, making available to uh to public. Yeah, exactly. And I feel, um, I mean, even if you, if you don't have any funds whatsoever and you're somebody that wants to elevate what you're currently doing, you can find, you know, even ways to elevate, uh, to increase your Instagram following organically and how to become a better chef. I mean, anything you want to yeah. do, you can find it online. And that's, I think the beauty of social media. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I, you know, I feel like what you just said with Ella, uh, surrounding yourself by the masters, I also feel like that with my friends now that I'm getting mm. older and, you know, you just realize that there's people who will 
kind of make you inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Mm. And then there's other people who are going to really weigh you down. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's something we just kind of learn as we go along, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I think like getting closer to uh, like being 40, I mean, I'm 40 yeah. now. It's like, you know, surround yourself, you know, by good people, mm -hmm. by genuine, kind people and letting any other people where you don't have necessarily like a good, or I mean, like a good gut Bye. feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you need to yeah. do them like on the side. Well, I'll be 40 this year and yes. I'm, uh, I certainly believe that. So, mm. you know, that's just how I'm kind of going forward now in life. Yeah. So you said that you've always been mm, passionate, enfin, passionate, not passionate, it's very French, <laughs> uh, passionate about her skincare. And, um, yeah. and I know that you are obsessed with ingredients mm -hmm. and I must say that I've become obsessed with ingredients because of you. Mm, good. So any, like each time, you know, I'm receiving um, some products or I'm buying products, I'm looking into the ingredient list mm -hmm. and I'm looking if there is any alcohol, if there is any other nasty ingredients and then, or not like, and then I would put them aside and not use them. Um, but where does it come from? Like the fact that, because honestly speaking, before you, I didn't know that there were like nasty ingredients. Mm -hmm. I heard about Clean Beauty that was launched in the US like at least like three or four years ago that that was a big wave um, coming from the US and now like in Europe and now here as well. But where does it come from? Like the fact that you're so interested in the ingredients? Well, I think what happened was when I was around 36, so about three years ago, I was trying to think of how can I make some interesting content on YouTube that's not really there right now because the beauty is so saturated. Mm. And what's different? And I was looking at just a box, some skincare product I had, and I said, I was looking at the ingredients and I said, you know, no one really talks about the ingredients. And then I thought, well, I don't really know that much about ingredients. So I started doing a lot of research. And when I say research, I mean, I was reading... I was reading um, journals, I mean, mm. journal, you know, that scientists had written about certain ingredients and the testing, because I know how to do all this stuff, because I've done this in my, I guess you could say my past life. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, so I started really investigating ingredients and finding brands that were very aware about their ingredients. I was looking at what I was using, and I happen to have this one girlfriend who always sends me ingredients labels and says, is this okay? And I would look at it and I was like, I have no idea. So I would start really, I guess, breaking down what was going into an ingredients label, the ingredients, and then researching how do those ingredients come from. Also now, if they're sustainable or not. And I mean, there's a wealth of information. So yeah. I started publishing um, videos of myself talking about this stuff on YouTube and people were flocking to it. At first, it was really boring the way I was presenting it. And then so I, <laughs> I started jazzing it up a bit. <laughs> But, um, you know, one of the things I noticed with my own skin was as I was getting a little bit older in my mid-30s, it wasn't looking like the way it used to. And I would have no problem buying products from, you know, La Prairie or however you say it, La Prairie. La Prairie. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Or I would buy, you know, a Dior foundation. I'd so, say. Sorry. So La Prairie is a very high end um, skincare brand. Mm -hmm. So it's super expensive. So you would expect like a high return on investment on your skin. <laughs> exactly. And I thought at first when I was going through this, I guess I would say around 35, 
I was very thin at the time as well. And, um, I was thin through calorie counting and a lot of exercise and my skin just looked very sallow at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to figure out how to remedy it. And I was buying these really expensive brands. I would buy a Dior, you know, a Dior, um, cream and expect miracles. And actually my skin would look a little bit redder or it'd feel a bit itchy Mm. or, you know, I would get watery eyes because of the fragrance. Mm. And so I started really investigating everything. So sorry, is it because you also have some sensitivity or sensitive skin or? No, it was actually a lot of people think I have sensitive skin Mm -hmm. because I'm so fair. My skin is not that sensitive. It's pretty hardy. It can withstand a lot. But um, what happened was the ingredients were just horrendous in Mm. the products that I was using Mm. or they weren't the right ingredients for me and my skin was suffering as a result. So when I started really kind of working backwards and figuring out what was good for my skin, what my skin needed, I started seeing incredible changes and really understanding the beauty industry in a different way. And I think a more intelligent way um, that was really focused on what was going into the products and also how these ingredients work synergistically. Yeah. There's one of the posts that you did probably like a year or year and a half ago about alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, because alcohol can really dry your skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that each time I'm seeing something with alcohol, you know, yeah. on the ingredient list, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going back to your post. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a not too bad and this is a bad one so this is how and, and i'm sharing this like all the time with you know my clients or oh, my great. friends because we need to be educated about ingredients yeah actually that post that's funny you bring that up because when i had i used to make these little infographics and put them on my instagram and i stopped doing that because it was so time consuming and i felt like i had done enough but eventually i'll probably go back to it But anyways, um, I knew I was on the right path because when I posted that, the number of saves, I think was, I can't remember, but it was, if I had at the time, I don't know, just say I had 5,000 Instagram followers, at least there had to be half that of saves. Wow. And I was like, okay, people are interested in this. So I started doing more and more and, you know, breaking it down and just trying to honestly help other people understand the ingredients because they're really hard to understand. Yeah, exactly. So with your, um, your knowledge of, you know, um, of beauty, uh, skincare, makeup, uh, being a beauty editor, how, how are you seeing the beauty industry evolving? Well, first we went to, or if we can, Before yeah. going to the future, let's go back to the past. No, ah. since you've started blogging, mm-hmm. how have you seen it evolved? Oh my gosh. I will. I think it's gone through the initial change of people wanting to put on so much makeup to, you know, kind of look like a filter mm. and like the hardcore contouring and highlighting the nose contouring and the massive eyebrows and all that stuff. And, you know, I did that for a while myself and I loved I know, it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I looked great. <laughs> and, um, you know, it went from that and now I feel like granted we have a pandemic, so that's changed a lot of people's beauty routines. But yeah. now a lot of brands even are coming out with much more simplistic makeup, sheerer, sheerer finishes. And 
I feel like now it's more about celebrating your own beauty and not trying to change your beauty to look like someone else's. Yeah. You know, a lot of people nowadays even are like dissolving the lip fillers. You don't see as many people getting them anymore and things are just changing. And I think it's always going to change and it'll always be a cycle. At some point it'll go back to the crazy makeup and then I'll go back to the natural makeup. It's just, it's cyclical in nature. I um, do think that there's been from, I would say 10 years ago to now, a massive increase in awareness about, you know, sort of it's the fast beauty, you know, there's fast fashion. And now I think it's kind of turning into a fast beauty. Like what is all these products coming out all the time? Is this necessary? Where's all this waste going? And I think there's going to be a lot more about that coming in the future. So you mean what criticism about fast Yeah, I think so, because yeah. I, it's not good for the environment. Yeah. And, you know, where are the ingredients sourced from? And, you know, what are the what's the packaging made out of? Mm. And, you know, that's going to become a really big thing coming up. Yeah. Um, the sustainability element, element of it. A lot of brands are changing to make sustainable steps um, within their own in uh, product lines. And I think that's because they know there's going to be a lot of backlash coming in the future. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, totally, I mean, I can't be like more agree like, with you mm. or I can't agree more with you. Let's <laughs> put it like in the correct English again. Um, yeah, and I think this is what uh, went on to the last piece of Cosmo, like the, the, the next no makeup trend for 2022. Yeah. Um, that I was lucky to be part of, mm. thanks to you. Oh, well-deserved on yeah. your part. Yeah. Along, along with Mario, with Huda Beauty, I mean, Huda Katan, Mona Katan, mm -hmm. uh, Natasha Zaki. Yeah. Uh, and indeed, like the, the everything that, you know, when reading, reading through the article, this is exactly you know, what you were saying is uh, mm -hmm. we're going towards like more natural beauty. Obviously, there's still like, you know, steps. I yeah. Mean, Uh, the, the way of doing like makeup, but it's kind of not a no makeup makeup look, but more like a soft glam, I would say, uh, look and, and to celebrate beauty of, uh, of each of us. Yeah, I think so too. I think another big part of that was more inclusivity mm -hmm, exactly. where it wasn't just one woman. Everyone was trying to look yeah. like, because now so many brands, you know, when you look at their Instagram feeds or their TikToks, they have so many different women and men represented and you know it, it is more about an inclusion which yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that everyone has to look like the same person mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and that's been a huge change and in that cosmo article which by the way is very popular uh all of everyone was kind of leaning towards more skin focused makeup more sustainable makeup more simplistic and like a, a simple glam Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is what I'm seeing as well with my clients. Mm -hmm. They are less like each time I'm talking to one of my brides, heavy or cakey uh, look. And I'm always like, well, this is absolutely not what I do. So yeah. you're yeah. talking to the right person. But, I mean, you, you kind of pioneered that because I remember a few years ago you did my makeup mm. and it was so beautiful, but it Thank wasn't. You. It, it wasn't like a Dubai heavy makeup look with like, you know, 10 pounds of makeup on my face. You just really enhanced my natural features yeah. and it looked stunning. 
I mean, this is what I always work towards. Yeah. It's not to change like the face of anyone, but it's to enhance the natural beauty. This is really what, yeah. what I want. Yeah. And I, I do think that that's the direction. Yeah. It's absolutely going in right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about the um, fast beauty. Yeah. How do you call that? Fast beauty? Well, I don't know if there's or? really a word for it, but there's yeah. fast fashion, which is like the Zara. Exactly. And, yeah. And I feel like there's this fast beauty too, because so many brands are constantly coming out with new products. And I know that they get a lot of pressure. It's, you know, it, it's this constant pressure coming through mm -hmm. to always have something new. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I feel like at some point there's going to be some sort of, I don't know, expose or something on it about how damaging it is. And then things are going to take more sustainable steps to having products that can be recycled easier yeah. or you know because i think people are always going to want new things so that's not going to give so the other half of it which is the what do products do like when they are done do they disintegrate into the ground or are they just in a landfill that's going to be the side of it that gets fixed mm. and honestly you know i feel that as well because i remember like one or two years ago i was or two years ago yeah i was like Oh my God, I can't keep up with all the new makeup product or <clears throat> skincare product coming out on, you know, in the market. So there is one brand that I remember well, because every three weeks, you know, they were launching a new product mm -hmm. and another new, and I was like, oh my God. So this means that if I don't have this one, if I buy it, if I leave like one week, you know, between the launch and when I buy it, it's going to be like uh, outdated already. Yeah. And I was like a bit frustrated. And at some point I just, I was like, I'm not going to buy from mm -hmm. this brand for now because mm -hmm. it's too much for me. And I feel that some brands are just like constantly like, you know, again, as you said, you know, they might have um, a pressure mm -hmm. um, or retailers, retailers, <clears throat> sorry. Um, but also maybe from investors. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so because then, you know, they see how other <clears throat> brands are coming out with new things all the time and you know, they want their brand to come out with new things all the time. And it's just it's a lot of pressure. It's a yeah. lot of pressure. And I was told that too by someone who has an established brand that they said that, you know, every couple of weeks they're they're getting emails, what's the newest, what's the latest, when's it coming? We need this now. We you know, and it's just it's so much. But I feel also that As consumers, mm -hmm. we, like, because we are consumers, we're getting bored, like, very easily. Yeah. And you want to see things, like, new things. Now I can see also, like, on Instagram or even TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to, to see new things, you know, yeah. what's the new trend. And, and it's an instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, if you you feel like, oh, I just want to buy something. I want something new. It's a lot cheaper to buy a $25 lipstick or, you know, a hundred Durham lipstick or a 200 Durham lipstick than going out and buying a new bag. So, you know, it's an affordable luxury yeah. and it's something that we can get. And then we get psychologically like the little bump of ad adrenaline or whatever yeah. it is. We feel good until another two weeks. We need the next one. <laughs> But I, I mean, when I look at my makeup, you know, I don't know what to call it, makeup closet. I have so many palettes that I will never get through. Yeah. And, you know, th some of them I were from back in the day when I was buying them constantly because they were coming out and it was new and it was fresh and mm. it was exciting. And I wanted to have a review up to get more views. And it was crazy. So what among all those palettes, what would be the one that you would keep? 
whatever happens. My palette that I just absolutely love is actually Huda Beauty's New Nude. Okay. Because I just feel like the colors work so well for my skin tone. Yeah. And I really like how her um, powders glide on my eyes. It just, the new nude is my absolute favorite palette if I ever had to have one. If I could have two, because I told <laughs> no, we you. said one. <laughs> I have to say my second one. It's the Charlotte Tilbury Exaggerize. <sighs> I love Charlotte Tilbury. That one, I, I would, that would maybe a number one, but there's no, um, I love to put down like just a white sh uh, shadow all over my entire yeah, eye. The base, like the, yeah. Yeah. And there is no base okay. in that palette. So that's why I have made the Huda Beauty mm. as well. But those two together, I could have that for the rest of my life and be fine. Nice. Yeah. Um, What's yours? It's so difficult to ask this to a makeup artist, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first one that comes to your mind? I think uh, if I... I don't know, because I mean, if you talk about myself, mm -hmm. I would say there's not one palette, but okay. No, but uh, let me explain. You. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at the moment, I think I would, um, I'm thinking at the same time, but I think I would keep their new hourglass, uh, mm -hmm. ambient face palette. And the reason is, uh, this is the, the light, um, the light version of it. Um, and the reason is because I can use it on my face mm -hmm. and on my eyes as well. Oh, so okay. when I'm, when I have a face palette, I'm using like everything on my face oh, and my nice. eyes. So then it's like easier because, you know, I don't really have time. I'm always, always <laughs> on the go <laughs> with three kids, with jar, with like a lot of things going around. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I would keep it like mean, yeah, just this one, oh, that's so but this is the one that, you know, that was launched like a few months ago. So from the old ones, I don't have any because I'm just like trying new things over and over. Yeah. You know, um, I have that Hourglass palette too. It's beautiful. I love it. I met the founder of Hourglass. Did you meet her? Yes. Yeah, that was, was like lovely. when they launched in the, in the region. Yeah. And um, actually, see, this is me being me. I got her email. And yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're in contact. She invited me to her studio in L.A. <laughs> But um, I, she used to work for Urban Decay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she was um, pretty high up there. And then she started her own. But Hourglass, they do like so nice products. They're products that I really luxurious. like. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Super luxurious. And also, I think she was one of the original like vegan, cruelty-free from the get-go. Exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, I yeah. remember of this party. It was gorgeous. Yeah. We had so much fun. Um, back in the day. <laughs> back in the days, yes. Um, so, um, yeah, so I wanted to ask you, so we talked about, oh, okay, no, let me ask you something else mm. about like ingredients, because oh. what is the one ingredient that you cannot live without? Oh, gosh. Um, well, that would be SPF. Okay. Yeah. SPF is an ingredient. Yeah. I it's mean, a formula. No, I mean, the SPF themselves, I love the, I mean, I use physical SPFs, so okay. not the, like the chemical, wait, I'm sorry. I use chemical SPFs, okay. not physical. Okay. So I would have to have one of the chemical SPFs forever. And that's, if that was the only thing I could put on my skin, it would be that. So what is the difference between the two? So chemical exfoliants sink into your skin 
And what happens is when the sun rays come to you, the UVA and UVB rays, it, the rays are actually absorbed into your skin, but your, the SPF converts them to heat and they dissipate from your skin. So they don't damage your skin. Okay. The physical, um, SPFs, what they do is they just go onto your skin and act like a block. But once you sweat or there you shower, they're removed completely and then you're com- exposed. So for me, the physical SPFs, the issue I have with them is living in Dubai, I sweat a lot. Yeah. And so I don't want my skin to not be protected. Can you, can you name one of the chemical uh, SPF that you're using or you would recommend? Yeah. So I use the Super Goop Play. Yeah. And that one, actually, if I could only have one beauty product, it would be that because the, um, the product itself has so many nice emollients in it. So it's also very conditioning to the skin. But this one I use from head to toe every single day. I am completely covered in SPF at all times and I reapply it throughout the day as well. Can we find this brand Super Goop? Super Goop. Can we find it here? No. No, because I know that it's from the US. Yeah, it's a US brand. You can buy it via Cult Beauty. Okay. And it will come to you. Yeah. Um, or I saw it in US. France last summer <clears throat> yeah. when I was in Sephora. Um, yeah. It's a really good, I mean, for my skin, I have very dry skin. Mm-hmm. It works wonderfully. I will say though, that that brand does have some products that contain denatured alcohol in them, okay. which is something that I say, stay away from and avoid it at all costs. Yeah. If it was something that was, um, you could buy in Dubai, I really like the Bioderma okay. and it's the one that it looks like it comes in a cleaning bottle, like a Windex. You know, like oh, yeah, a yeah, Jeff yeah. bottle yes, or yes, something. Yes, yes. And um, I can't think of the name of it offhand, but it's a yellow one. And um, the ingredients in it are wonderful as well. Okay. I just prefer the Super Goop because it acts like an extra, a lot extra hydration and moisturizers for my skin. And this is what you need. Yeah. With your skin type. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. But the Bioderma one is also, it's a great substitute. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, me, if I had to, I mean, if I had to choose with, you know, one product, I think it would be like a, a skincare product as well. Mm. And at the moment, I'm pretty fan of the Joanna Skin uh, mm. brand and range. Uh, and I think I would keep their night cream. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I love their, um, their CBD serum. Ah, or yeah. So serum oil. The oil. Yeah. Yeah. It's really I love nice. the oil as well. Yeah. They have a beautiful products. Yeah. I like the, I like indie brands too. And I like having the story behind them because I feel like sometimes when brands get really big and then they sell to like a L'Oreal or whoever, the sort of the passion behind the brand gets lost. <laughs> and um, with a brand like Joanna Skin, you can really see what's still there. And I mean, of course it's there, but It's um, it's a beautiful brand with a really nice story and founders behind it. Yeah, exactly, and it's a very clean, clean beauty. Yeah, it's amazing. It's one of the, I mean, this is the first CBD uh, skincare beauty in the region. Yeah. So I mean, I've been using. Sorry, I'm, I was just putting my uh, glass of water away, <laughs> um, and uh, and from this brand specifically, I know that at the, like f- few weeks ago. Uh, I've had like a lot of breakouts and my skin was super sensitive mm-hmm. for probably that stress, lack of sleep, eating a lot of sugar mm-hmm. um, and uh, and putting it like in the night, like the night cream and then the oil. It's really like 
soothe you know, my skin, mm. uh, calm it. And the next day I, I saw my skin like fresh, replumped, uh, no more redness. Huh? For oh, me, it's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. they have, um, I, they're in Cosmo as well. Yeah, I yeah. saw, yeah. So <laughs> I saw the article. I was yeah. so happy for them. Yeah. Um, talking about Cosmo, you're doing like the transition so well, Lauren, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> you helped me like, this is a, such a good help. Um, so being a beauty editor at Cosmo, uh -huh. what does it look like? How can you tell us about your days? No, how? Because I mean, I've been knowing you like for uh, years now yeah. and I've never seen you like so busy. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. It <laughs> and, is... and I must say, we are so lucky, so, so lucky to have Lauren with you, with us today <laughs> because I know that she's super busy. So. I carved out time for you. Yeah, thank you. So, but what happened with the Cosmo is I was just working as a contributing beauty writer for them. So I would write a piece once a month, if that, send it in. And, um, that's just how I was operating and it was very low key. And last spring, uh, and I always, I wanted to do more with it. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do or what that even meant, but I, I was hungry for more. And last, um, spring, unfortunately the digital editor of Cosmo, she was unwell to the point where she couldn't come in the office. Mm. And, um, the editor in chief had written on her Insta stories, can anyone come in and fill? And I saw it and I immediately texted her and said, I will do it. And she said, yes, please. Because she was so overwhelmed by all the work. She couldn't keep up with it. So I came in and, you know, me being me, I totally nailed it. And I got everything exactly the way it should be. I'm a quick learner. I'm great with tech. And, um, you know, the magazine was just running as usual. And so right after that, uh, the editor in chief, her name's Millie Midwood. She asked me if I would be willing to, you know, write more for Cosmo on a more frequent basis as a permanent freelancer. And I said, yes, this is ideal because I didn't want to be in an office, you know, nine to five every single day, but I wanted to have more presence with the magazine. So I started freelancing. So I'm a freelance beauty editor. I also do write for a doctor in um, LA as well. He's a celebrity dermatologist, but um, it is just so much fun. I honestly, I, I feel like I'm almost at home when I do it. I love it. I love the creativity that comes from it. I love networking with brands. I've done incredible interviews. So many doors have opened up for me and I'm so grateful for the experience. And I said to um, Millie not, not too long ago, I can't believe I get paid for this because, you know, and I think that that's what happens. You know, all those quotes you see on Instagram and Pinterest about how, when you love your work, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. That's how I feel about Cosmo. And I would say that my biggest struggle with being a beauty editor is I could literally do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and still have more than I want to do. So I just feel that, you know, there's always more to do with it. And there's always more I want to write about and brands and interviews. And there's only one of me. So yeah. I, you know, and this is one thing I do, not everything I do. So it's really about just prioritizing um, what I think goes best in the magazine for it at that, at the exact moment that I am currently writing something. And of course we have wonderful interns. So when I do feel that something needs to be in there, but I can't do it, I assign it to them. 
How do you do with all the PR packages, all the product that you're re receiving? How, how do you select you know, the one that, you know, that's going to interest the Cosmo audience, uh, the one that you like as well, the one that you will not talk about because you're not, f you know, um, you don't like, for instance, like the ingredients or something or how, how do you juggle with all those products that you're receiving? Well, we get so much. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, both Cosmo and the PRs that know my house, they'll just send, I mean, my doorbell never stops ringing. So. I, I, I don't know if your husband said the same, but my husband said like, Laura, our house is not a house anymore. It's a, it's a beauty warehouse. <laughs> so my husband would probably say the same thing. And actually one thing that we did that he did, which I thought was such an act of love was we have this big walk-in closet in our bedroom and we, you know, he had kind of a third of it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the other two thirds, but I have all this beauty stuff that I'm constantly getting. And he, our bedroom is a four bedroom house and the fourth bedroom is actually his office. So it's, it's sort of like his room and he has all of his, you know, computers and oh my gosh, he has so much stuff in there. And he also has, um, complete closets in there. He said to me, what if I just move all my clothes into the office and you can have my other half of the closet and put all your beauty stuff in there and set it up how you yeah. want to be. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> so his stuff's in his office, which is actually great because he works from home. So when he's yeah. on Zooms, like he can just grab a shirt in the back and toss it on. Yeah. And it just works out so well for me. And um, yeah, I had to because I had so much overflow. Mm. So when I'm going through, like obviously there's certain products where when we talk about them, you know, our audience is so interested in, you know, the newest from like Fenty or Huda Beauty or Charlotte Tilbury. Like those ones will usually, you know, I know that these ones are hot ones for us. I also personally really like to support women, women-owned brands, women who are, um, up and coming in the industry that, you know, have a voice, have a unique voice. And so I'll always try to do my best to find places for these types of brands. If I think the products are good, mm -hmm. or if I think that the person is, you know, um, how would I put this, uh, coming from a place of integrity, someone who's good at what they do. So was that okay? Yeah, but it's just that you're going to hear a lot of uh, small noises like here and there because <laughs> it's, it makes it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, that's basically how I do it. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that comes through that maybe we can't use, but then I always make sure that it falls into the right hands so mm -hmm. people can use it and, you know, enjoy the products for what they are. And then if they feel that, Hey, this really should be in the magazine. I feel so passionate about this. I'm all ears. Yeah. Have you ever received like some, you know, some brand being disappointed because they sent you like yeah. products and they haven't been featured in Cosmo because being featured in Cosmo is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and where you're in there, like you, uh, that's an achievement, you know, that you're going to be read by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I believe that, you know, for the brand, it's, uh, it's, it's important. You know, Cosmo is at such a high standard mm -hmm. and we, you know, value our, the name Cosmo mm -hmm. and everything it stands for. So there's no way that, you know, everyone could ever get into the magazine at yeah. this point in time, like maybe in the future, who knows, yeah. but you know, it's the integrity of Cosmo and Cosmo is such a, 
a voice exactly. in the beauty industry. So when something's recommended through Cosmo, you know that it's really good. Yeah. And I believe that you always need to keep in mind who is your audience as well. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so what is the most exciting part of your job? Oh gosh, I think for me, it's meeting brand founders. Yes. Yeah, I find them very inspiring. Yeah. There's always things I can learn from them. And um, I really admire brand founders. So I love doing interviews. I just love talking to people. I, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, I find, I find myself feeding off their inspiration and their passion. And it just, you know, infuses me with so much positive energy and i just i absolutely love it i also love new product launches like we just were talking about before but i still get that thrill and you know it's exciting when new things come through and i'm just thinking to myself wow this is so innovative this yeah. is so interesting this is different i can't wait to share this i think this is part of our job i mean you as beauty yeah. editor i mean i'm a beauty editor as well but not for cosmo <laughs> but um I, i do write as well you know a piece of uh, article like for some platforms and uh, being a makeup artist like you always want to see you know what is out there what's new the new technology how does it work on the skin yeah. um does it work as what the product you know is saying um how can you use it what's uh yeah that's true yeah. i feel i feel the past couple of years uh we've had a lot of uh new skincare product yeah um being launched which was like amazing mm -hmm. I feel like in terms of makeup, there's not that many as before, to be honest. And I'm feeling a bit like, um, can't say it's sad. I mean, nothing is really like being to be sad, like about makeup or these kind of things, um, because it's only fun for me. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I feel that the industry is a bit like slowing down in terms of makeup. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way and I think it's completely because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think people are in their homes. I mean, how many people are going to put on a full face of makeup if they're not going out unless there's a blogger and making videos, but you know, when you're not, when you're just bumming around your house all day and you're in sweatpants and it's the seventh day in a row, yeah. you're just going to do your skincare and you're done with it. Mm -hmm. So you can do your Netflix or whatever else. So I think that the brands were just reacting to that and putting out less and then starting to focus more on skincare. But one thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you're noticing this well, I feel like liquid lipsticks are making a comeback because I have, um, there's new brands coming out and there's brands relaunching liquid lipsticks. Have you mm. picked up on this? No, Huda Beauty yet. has a, she's reformulated her entire liquid lipsticks are launching tomorrow. And, um, there's a new brand. It's, I actually just put them in Cosmo. They're called Just Be Cosmetics and they've created these lip spectrums. They're two Pakistani best friends. And um, they made this brand together and one half of the lip spectrum, it's a dual sided lip product. So one half is a lipstick and the other half is a liquid lipstick. And I thought to myself, this is interesting. I feel like it's starting to come back a little bit. I do get pushed on through ads all over my Instagram and my Facebook and whatever of Sephora's cream lip stains. So I feel like they're coming back with that a little bit as well. I kind of feel like liquid lipsticks might be making a comeback. I'm so happy that Huda Beauty is uh, reformulating uh, his, I mean, her famous uh, mm -hmm. liquid uh, lipstick. I'm such a big fan of it. I think this is one of the best uh, liquid lipstick. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a, it's a lip stain. 
Yeah. It's uh, yeah. with the one of Fenty Beauty as well. That is really good as well. Maybe a bit, I mean, they would be a bit drying both of them, to be honest. But if you prep well your, your lips, it, it works well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm so, so excited about that. Yeah, I have to actually write. when I get home tonight (laughs) so today we are the 12th of January yeah Uh, I'm not sure yet when this episode will go out but when it will be out the new formula of uh, Huda Beauty um, liquid lipstick will be out already Um, I was uh, obviously looking at you like the whole uh, the whole time Um, you were saying that you have a dry skin but your skin, and I know this is one of the things that everyone is saying about you, even Mario, that <laughs> <laughs> you have such a glowing skin. Oh, thank you. Like it's looked like super fresh. I mean, I would have never imagined, even like at the time when I did your makeup, like mm-hmm. the first video yeah. that we did together, uh, that uh, your skin was dry because it's so plumped. It looks so fresh. Mm, what, what's you. your secret? So my secret is a lot of hydration and using the right ingredients. And my skin, my skin is kind of funny because I never had to deal with having blemishes. It's always been so dry that, I mean, I did have them, obviously everyone does, but it was never, I had never had acne or anything like that. And my mom always said to me, you know, you're on the opposite side of the spectrum and you really need to moisturize your skin and stay out of the sun. And she started me on a skincare routine when I was 11. Wow. Granted, I used all the wrong products, (laughs) but I at least had the idea of it's important to have a skincare routine. And also because I am so fair, I come from a family where everybody stands out in the sun and two seconds later, they're golden tan. And then there was just me. So, you know, I've always been very conscious of my skin and how in trying to treat it and balance out what was... I guess I perceived as being wrong with it. So in terms of my skincare now, it's really focused on the right ingredients and the products. And I work really well with hydrating, moisturizing, and oil-based products. Those are just perfect for my skin and I really layer them on. I don't have a lot of issues with blockages or blackheads, so I'm able to do that. So right now I have on a Sunday Riley vitamin C serum and What's really great about that serum, I'm sorry, it's an oil. What's really great about it is it contains a vitamin C derivative called tetrahexyldesyl scorbate, which personally I think everyone should be using. It is the best form of vitamin C out there. And it also has turmeric in it, which is very glowing for the skin. I have a hyaluronic acid layered on top of that. And then I have an under eye serum, which I recently discovered from a local brand it's called Sante. And it's just packed with nourishing oils and I have a peptide based hydrating under eye cream on top of that. And peptides are great for the skin. They really firm the skin. And then on top of that, I have my, um, moisturizer and I take the two drunk elephant moisturizers, the Lala retro and the poly protein. Yeah. And I, I mix them together in my hand and then I put that on my face then I put on my my sunblock, which I told you already has all of those extra hydrations. Then I use a um, makeup primer, and it's called Ilia. I don't know if you know. Yeah, oh, I no, have... I'm sorry. Lila. Lila B. No, Lila H. Something. Lila something. It's from Sephora in the U.S. Okay. But it's this real oily 
makeup primer and it has tons of skincare ingredients in it. And then on top of that, I use my nude sticks tinted moisturizer. Yeah. So, you know, my skin looks so glowy and it feels great because I have all these products on. If I didn't, as I'm talking to you, I feel like my face would crack in half. That's how dry I naturally am. Mm. Um, I'm so happy to hear like all the layer that you're putting on your skin because I'm doing the same. Mm -hmm. And I feel some people think that I'm crazy. <laughs> But your skin looks beautiful. I'm sitting here you. and you know, you have the window and the light reflecting on yeah. you and you look very dewy and hydrated. Honestly, I think it's come, you know, from skincare. Yeah. I've been working on my skin for the past two years now and changing a, uh, the same, you know, looking into the, into the ingredients, mm -hmm. the serum, uh, You know, I'm putting like two types of serum, two types of eye cream. Uh, I have another two layers of creams and then SPF. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. You know, I didn't do this for a long time. And while my skin was still clear and I felt like it looked good, it had a lot of like little lines around my under eye area. Yeah. I had some marionette lines. And I feel that all the skincare I started really getting into when I understood the ingredients. It's done a lot to rebuild my collagen. Mm. There's, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of women uh, and some of, you know, my clients, they, they don't have necessarily like their, they don't know that how skincare can work on their skin and how important it is to look after their skin. Yeah. Indeed, this is, you know, it can take some of your time. I understand that, you know, some women know they... They don't have time, mm -hmm. um, but you know I can see the the, the result. You know the uh, what's coming after like one or two months or even three months. You know when you have like a proper skincare routine. Yeah, the impact on your skin. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if if there, if I would choose between skincare and makeup, I would choose skincare. Yeah, me too. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah. 100%. I think also what happens is women, like you said, who don't have time and then they go to the store and then the salesperson sells them on whatever they're trying to sell that day. And, you know, they buy this whole routine of these products that contain terrible ingredients, but they were expensive. So they think it's going to work and it's just the cycle, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And sometimes it's not made for their skin type. Yeah, exactly. Neither. Exactly. Mm. So I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you really want to make a change, you're just going to have to do some research, find at least an authoritative voice that you can follow, that you trust, and then start picking products based off that. And that's what I've tried to do with my own social media is to yeah. be that voice. And, um, I feel like I am because I get so many DMs every yeah, day yeah. asking me about products. So yeah, yeah no, you definitely yeah. are. You definitely are. You were talking about the Sunday Riley, uh, the vitamin C yeah. turmeric oil. Yeah. Um, I have the serum that I oh, love. Okay. The CEO uh, serum and I absolutely love it. Um, what the difference between the two? I love oil-based products because I'm so dry. Yeah, exactly. So it just makes my skin look and feel so mm. much better. Um, the ingredients in the oil are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And uh, she has a lot of hydrators infused in there as well. So it just really plumps up the skin. Mm. Does it work like a serum? So you would put this as yeah, your first so layer? 
it's kind of funny because a lot of times you'll see people say, oh, well, I put it last because it's an oil. Because technically when you put on your skincare, it should always go from thinnest to thickest in consistency and oil is considered thickest. But I use it first and it's worked wonders for me. And I do feel that this is oil is one that can sink quite easily into skin. I think that there's squalene in it and squalene is an oil, but squalene just sinks right into skin. So I use it actually as a serum and it's worked wonderfully for me. And it doesn't, I don't feel that it blocks my other products that I use. Mm. You, and this is one of, I think one of the specificity of um, Sunday Riley oils is that mm. indeed they can be used like even before a serum because they sink into the, into the skin. Yeah. Um, regarding Sante, the skincare brand, oh, yeah. Sante, yeah. Um, I have in one, in my uh, pro makeup kit, I have the, one of the oils, it's a face oil uh -huh. that again, that I'm using on, you know, the, the client that have a dry skin. Yeah. And I, and I feel that it's working like so well. It, you can achieve such a dewy skin, yeah. um, with it. But I, I don't know the, you were saying you were using a, for the eye cream? They, no, they no. have an under eye oil. Under eye oil. Or under eye serum, I think they call it, but it's okay. quite oily in consistency. Yeah. And it's an organic or clean beauty that you can find on their secret skin. Yeah, it's on website. secret skin. So yeah. I actually do work for secret skin as well. <laughs> But who, who you don't work for. <laughs> I actually have to start telling people no, because I, you know, I, I do so much for others. It's so funny. I was building up my social media, my own personal profile to kind of create my own, um, image, public image, I guess. And after that, so many people want to dip into it. So, you know, it, it, I started doing work for others thinking, wow, I'm making so much money now. I'm doing all this other stuff. But then at the same time, I'm neglecting my own thing. It's crazy. I need two of me. Yeah, it's difficult to do everything. I think you would have some uh, uh, moment in your life where you'll have more time to work on your personal brand. Yeah. And then some other, it's like me, you know, sometimes I have like so much work that I don't have time to work on my Instagram. Sometimes yeah. I have a bit more. And then sometimes I just force myself just to post, to oh, do a video. To, I know. I know I'm trying really hard to build up to, you know, get back to my Instagram mm. um, because it has gotten a little bit more traction lately. And I did two reels that I posted last week and people really like them. I mean, they both actually got quite a few saves, but yeah, because we missed you. I know. It's just, I don't have the time. And then when I do have the time, I mean, I have kids too. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just, it's really hard to balance all this as a mom. Yeah. And, you know, even if I didn't have the kids, I still would feel like I didn't have time. I know. It's crazy. It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. I think to myself sometimes, like, what am I doing? Who am I? You know, I'm just constantly on the go. But it's also really fun and exciting. Yeah. You were talking about the peptide um, eye cream. Yeah. Uh, and there is one brand, Peaceful, who launched one. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Is, is it the one that you're using or which one are you using? No. So I'm using a brand called Pestle and Mortar. Okay. I think it's a UK brand. Yeah. I bought it on a whim. Okay. I bought it on a whim. Um, I had run out of, I was always using Biosans. I love this brand called Biosans. It's a squalene based brand, which is music to anyone who has dry skin. I think Pestle Mother is an Irish brand. Oh yeah. I think right? you're right. It is an Irish brand. Yeah. And um, I ran out of my, my Biosans eye cream. The problem is I can't get it here in Dubai. So usually when I buy it, I buy three at a time just so I have backup. 
And I didn't realize I used my backup. So I thought to myself, well, what am I going to do? And I found this pestle and mortar. I looked at the ingredients list. It looked good. I ordered it and I am completely converted. I just love it. It's so hydrating for my under eye area. And it really has done so much to kind of minimize the fine lines that I have underneath. And what I like about it is like when I smile, they're just not as deep as I feel like they used to be. So um, this is a great eye cream for me. So I've switched to it and it is peptide based and peptides are great because they trick your skin into thinking there's an injury at the site where they're placed. And so your, your skin will, your body will start producing more collagen in that area to fix the injury. Okay, so that's uh, next on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy it like right, right you will, away. <laughs> you will absolutely love it. And I will tell you that um, one of my closest girlfriends, she has oily skin. And I told her, I was like, just try it. She, it, Nothing works for her because she's so oily and she swears by it now too. So I feel like it's one of those miracle products that everyone will love. I actually need to make a reel on it. Yeah, I, I feel that peptide. Uh, has a real impact on the skin. Yeah. So I've been using the Drunk Elephant um, uh, polype Poly yeah, polypeptide. No. Uh, no. Proteiny peptide. Polypeptide. Polypeptide. Yeah. yeah. Proteiny <laughs> uh, cream. And um, my skin got like firmer, mm -hmm. really much better. Yeah. And I'm just like obsessed you now with this uh, with this cream. Yeah, peptides. And there's actually so many different types of peptides. Okay. They do all different things. But um, basically, they send signals to your brain for different reactions. So mm. there's the firming. There's also one that's kind of like a Botox. Okay. And um, it just does a little bit of muscle freezing. And there's so many peptides out there. So interesting. Yeah, I know. You need I to know. do a masterclass on oh, ingredients. I don't have I... the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were saying that your mom, she introduced mm. you to her skincare. Yeah. When you were 11. Yeah. But in your opinion, what is the best age to start a skincare routine? You know, I feel like it's never too early to start. Now, I don't think a three-year-old needs a skincare routine, but I do think a three-year-old needs SPF. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the routine. And, you know, it's just having a little bit of an awareness. But my daughter's 12, and I think when she was 10, I had her start using a very basic cleanser and a cream with SPF in it. And that was just her thing. Now she's 12 and she's starting to get a little bit of acne. So she's getting into a little bit of those patch treatments and understanding what to use. And, you know, I think the earlier knowledge is power. So at least if there's some sort of ritual there, also on the flip side, I think it's never too late to start. Mm. And if you're someone who has never done a skincare routine or 55, you can start and actually start to begin to see some positive changes to your skin as well. What, what about your son? Because you have a son. So, I mean, yeah. are you introducing him to, to skincare or do you think uh, that boys as well should be introduced to skincare? Yes, I think boys should definitely be introduced to skincare because, you know, when teens have acne, that's just such a confidence killer. And so I think it's good to have an awareness as to what to use on your skin. If I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, my son wants a cologne 
routine because he says that's how you get the ladies. So he has a couple of colognes and he's just in his room spritzing himself nonstop. I feel like I can't light a candle in my upstairs because it's gonna the whole house is gonna be in flames. But um, I do have, I will have him start when he's 11. But right now he does have to wear sunscreen if he's going outside for a long time. Okay. Yeah. And he's not saying anything because, or I mean, does I he mean, say? No he, he, no, he fights me nonstop. He wiggles everywhere. He tries to lay flat on the ground. Oh, I mean, he does every, it's a, <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's, he's an animal. What can I say? <laughs> I don't know if I will put that in <laughs> Go ahead, do it. He deserves it. Um, if, if, um, what is the one, one product or one beauty product that you would recommend to someone just starting um, a skincare routine or just like, yeah, starting looking after the skin? Um, one beauty product? Yeah. Um, hmm. I know that we talked about SPF. Yeah. I'll stay away from the SPF because we've already gone through that so yeah. much. I think... Something based with hyaluronic acid. Mm -hmm. I think hyaluronic acid is a great step into sort of the skincare world. And it's something where you will see results from it pretty quickly. So I would say anything that's hyaluronic acid based or has hyaluronic acid in it, I would suggest someone to use. Or on the flip side, something with vitamin C. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I would have them use a Sunday Riley CEO Glow Oil because um, that I think you'll get pretty quick results from. And it has hyaluronic acid in it. And for something that we haven't talked about yet, just for a little newness, uh, let me think. What would I do? Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to walk myself through my my cabinet. I have the new right product now. that you received just yeah. yesterday. <laughs> you know, actually, one product I really like is the Sunday Friday Sunday. No, I'm sorry, Summer Fridays Jet Lag Max. Yeah. They just redid the formula okay. because they got a lot of criticism. I hated the first formula. Why? It had uh, some sort of mint extract in it or eucalyptus extract, something in it that was quite burning to the skin. The, the blue, the blue yeah, tube. The okay. initial one. So there was a lot of complaints about it because it was turning skin red, et cetera, et cetera. And so they came out with a new formulation and it is wonderful. You know, I bought the Summer Fridays mm -hmm. when they were not still launched here in um, in the Middle East. And uh, I I remember I had a friend, she was traveling to the US for work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you get me five of them, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually like, uh, I... Um, I I kept like three for me and I gave her like two. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I need to I need to try the new formula. They have it on Apotheca Beauty. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. They also have um, another thing I've gotten really into lately is cleansers that have a chemical exfoliant in mm. them. And Summer Fridays has one, which is great. And it's a gel-based cleanser. The the slip. Um, it's green. I can't think of it. I know. I don't have the green. I have like the clean, the face cleanser. Uh, cleanser. Cleanser, yeah. Yeah. I have I, the blue one. Oh, it might be like a light blue. Light yeah. blue green. Yeah. I don't, I can't. Okay. I'm sure what's we have the, the same What's one. the name of it? I, I really like it. And then also, uh, who else has one? Dermalogica has a glycolic yeah, gel cleanser. So I'm which, using it in the evening. I'm using it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Another great product for someone new is the Sunday Riley Good Genes Lactic Acid. 
That one is just, it is absolute heaven for the skin. Also was reformulated. The first one contained formaldehyde. Ah, and I, I, I'll, um, also like from the new version of it, the new formula, I feel there's less sense. There's a, there was a very yeah, it funny. Had, it was, I think it was that formaldehyde. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah. I really did not like the first one. This at one, all. sorry, Sunday Riley ceramic slip, this one? Glitter? No, ah. the, um, the Sunday Riley, it's the good jeans. No, no, I know, but from the cleanser. No, Summer Fridays, not Sunday Ah, Friday. Summer Fridays. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, no, I don't have, yeah, I don't oh. know this one. Yeah, that, but actually the Sunday Riley cleanser that you just showed me is with the ceramic slip. Yeah. I really like that cleanser. I too. really love it as well. It, it, across the board for me, Sunday Riley is pretty good. Yeah. They have a nice eye cream too. They're, they're good products. Have you met her? No. Oh, I met her at a next time. event. Yeah. Next time I met her and I interview her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, who do you get your inspiration from? I know that we spoke about like the beauty, uh, I mean, the, the, the brand creator, the founders, uh, mm. but who else do you get inspiration from? Oh my gosh. You know, I get inspiration, I think, from anyone who I feel has achieved somewhere that I want to go. So there are so many women I follow. Actually, I will preface this by saying, Almost all my inspiration comes from women. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not really inspired by men. Okay. <laughs> and that's nothing against men. I just don't really look up to men. There's no man I can think of that I want to be like, but there's so many women that I'm just like, oh my goodness. But I actually follow a bunch of, I don't even know their names, but they're news anchors in the US and you know they just post pictures of themselves or them on the news, them in front of camera. I'm inspired by that. I'm inspired by women like Huda Katan because she has done something out of this world. Yeah, I mean yeah, I feel the same with Huda. Honestly speak, what she has built is, is like amazing. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. You know, back when I first got Instagram And I was like playing around with filters and taking photos of the sidewalk and, you know, doing that. She was already had thought to herself, I should do this. That would have never come to my mind at that time. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like because of my experience, I'm more, I think differently now, but back then I would never have thought of that. So, and also her sister, Mona, I think she's created an amazing fragrance. Mm -hmm. line. I love her scents and I didn't know Before I got one in my hands, I wasn't really sure like what it would be like. And they're actually some of my favorite perfumes that I own and I use them all the time. So women like that really impress me and I, they really inspire me. I'm inspired by you. Aww. You're starting your podcast yeah. and I've really, I've always loved what you did from day one. Thank you. Uh, I'm inspired by who else? Uh, let me think. There's other podcasters, beauty podcasters in the US that I follow and I kind of keep my eyes on. I'm inspired by them. I'm inspired by women that have a lot of traction on YouTube. And, uh, you know, just people like that, that kind of are where I want to get. Mm. I really look up to you because I know that if they did it, I can do it too. Yeah. And I just have to keep pushing forward. And, mm. you know, I never take no. And I never take rejection and I just look at it as a way to kind of like turn around to still get there, but maybe in a slightly different fashion. And I think that that's what all of those women have in common. And, you know, you see like the good side of it, but there's so much on the back end that you don't see. And I think some people just kind of, they get lost in their own rejection or their own self-doubt and they don't realize that 
everyone else, they're just people. They're literally just people that have pushed through and gotten there and they just put the negativity to the side and they keep following their vision. And really that's how you get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I think it's not, I think sometimes people know as, um, I, I don't remember where I saw that, but uh, it was saying like, it's good to have ideas or dreams, mm -hmm. but it's better when you put them into act. Yeah. Well, you know, when people talk about manifestation, manifestation isn't just hoping you get something and it comes. It's actually having an intention of, okay, I want to, I don't know. I want to be a beauty editor and then putting yourself out there and pushing to get it. And then once you, you really put it, the focus, the work into it, it will meet you halfway. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people think manifestation is just sort of like sitting on your couch and saying, oh, you know, I really hope I get these PR packages, but you have to message the brands and ask them and you have to have quality content to show them that you're, you know, that you have to have them meet you halfway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're getting to the end of this first episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, last question. Who would you like to see in one of the next episodes? Oh, oh, Lord. Of beauty, s'il vous plaît. Uh, let me think. Who would I like to see? Um, it's all beauty focused, correct? Yeah, or anything. I mean, anything, not anything, but anyone, you know, who has, yeah. Is it It's related regional? to beauty. Regional. It can be international. It can be. Like, I think that for me, it's really like to have people who have an interest in, in, in the beauty, but beauty can be not only like the product, mm -hmm. it can be like from within, mm -hmm. it can be from, you know, people who are doing good for the beauty of others. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see who would be good for Laura's podcast. I don't know why. I know why I thought this because you're French. Why don't you? Why don't you get someone who does the makeup for Emily in Paris on the show and just talk about how they get the inspiration for the looks and the trends because it's a lot of forecasting and they just said that season three and four are coming out. So if I were you, I would start networking and figure that out and get that makeup artist on. That's well noted <laughs> <laughs> on my paper. <laughs> I think that would be a big one. And a lot of people will be Googling it too. Yes. So interesting. Uh, where can we find you, Lauren? Um, you can find me on Instagram and it's at lauren.o.co.nell. Lauren O'Connell. Yes. There's a few of us. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on YouTube at Lauren O'Connell TV and Cosmo, Lauren O'Connell. And yeah, just Google me. You'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, thank you so, so much oh. for coming today, being my first guest on our Beauty Seed Vous Plague podcast. It's been such a pleasure like, to talk to you about like, everything about like, skincare, ingredients, your job, who you met, who are your inspirations. And, uh, and I can't wait to see what's coming up for you in 2022. I'm sure it's going to be big. We can't say like more. We talk about it like before, <laughs> but you will see. And, um, and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Laura. And I wish you all the best 
to come in the world and everything. And I think this podcast is going to be huge. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode today. If you enjoy it, please rate it with five stars, leave a comment and share it with at least two of your friends. This will help the podcast to be more visible and high in the rank. I cannot wait to have you in my next episode to talk more about beauty. In the meantime, take care of yourself and remember, be your own kind of beautiful.